Ball. Hello and welcome back to Booch Ball. We are sad. We are scared. We are losers this week, Freed. How we doing? Sad boy season commence. <laughs> it transitioned very quickly from a happy boy season to a sad boy season. We might have earned it with some of the trash talk from last week. Those <laughs> North Carolina Tar Heel tears we were drinking turned ever so quickly into Tar Heel tears of joy <laughs> as did. they rampaged Miami last weekend. But you know what? It's a new week. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for booch. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't record this on the Sunday after because I'll be honest, I was kind of in a bit of a state of depression yesterday. My depression wore off yesterday afternoon. Um, I had a I had a good afternoon. I had a good dinner. I got some Cuban food. Really reminded me that the 305 has more to offer than just Kane's football. And <laughs> it brought me into a healthy place and a, a healthier mental state. Because Saturday night was tough, you know. It, it was hard to bear. We, we thought we were going to make it through this season. We thought a lot of things. But the things we thought, we think we thought, we thought we think weren't the things we should have been thinking about for UNC. We weren't thinking that our former <laughs> offensive line coach, Stacy Searles knew exactly what the defensive line was going to do. Exactly. Oh, what man. I didn't even we think about thinking that. I didn't that, think about that. Mac Brown knows Manny Diaz knows his tendencies and boy, did they exploit those tendencies. Boy, did they, Freed. Freed, I'll be honest with you. I think I turned the game off and started watching uh, a rerun season of The Bachelorette um, about midway through the second quarter. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I watched the whole game. You know the point where I knew that we were going to lose and it was going to be embarrassing was when we had the interception that was called back where I was all set to bust out the turnover chain. I believe it was 14-3. I saw, I think it was Jordan Miller. I saw him running off the field. I saw the ball snapped with him clearly on the field. And as soon as, I mean, I I didn't even get excited because I knew the flag was coming out. It was just one of those plays where I saw it live and it was, it was disappointing. But at that point it was like, eh, whatever, we'll be fine. But we, we weren't fine. It's just the, the coaching aspects of this team, the lack of accountability for bonehead penalties and just selfish penalties, laziness penalties, effort penalties. Like on, on that punt return, North Carolina got flagged for a block in the back. And you saw that flag go out. And then you oh, see yeah. Irvin Hall come in full speed and spear the guy in the head. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why? Freed, speaking of just stupid penalties... Would you rather be a Miami Hurricane fan today or would you rather be a Florida Gator fan today? I'll be honest, I didn't watch the full game, but I did my patented watch the replay on YouTube afterwards. Nice tight 15 minutes. Well, let me just set the scene for those of you who maybe didn't see the the play or didn't, I don't know, weren't, weren't paying attention. It was third down and 10. LSU is at their own 40-yard line with about a minute left to play. They throw a little route 
to the left side of the field. That's about five yards short of the first down. The Florida player tackles the LSU player, brings him down by his feet, ends up the LSU player's shoe comes out in his hands, and he proceeds to throw the player's shoe 20 yards downfield and was then flagged for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which gave them not only the first down, but another 10 yards on top of that, putting them into a 57-yard field goal, which even after that happened, you're like, that was a bonehead play. But at least it's a 57-yard field goal, the lo- four yards past his longest field goal of his entire career, and the LSU kicker absolutely nailed it only to have Florida come right back and give their kicker almost the exact same kick. The kick was up. It looked okay. You couldn't really see shit in the fog of that game. And it just drifted wide left. Would you rather be a Florida Gator fan or would you rather be a Canes fan today? At least they were in the game. I mean, you know, uh, Bill Connolly with ESPN's win expectancy based on the stats, just stats alone would have Florida winning that game 99.4% of the time. (laughs) So that's a fluke. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, Miami losing by that much to North Carolina is also a fluke realistically, but. (laughs) That was rough. All right. Well, Freed, that kind of does it for a really early kombucha cane segment. I think at this point, it's time for us to start drinking. Not alcohol. Well, trace amounts of alcohol, but we're talking kombucha. That's right. It's time for our first segment of the show, What We're Drinking. What We're Drinking. So, Freed, tell us what we're drinking this week. We're taking it back to summer. It got cold here in Texas over the weekend. It hit 40. Frigid. Take <laughs> me back to summer, please. With this Health Aid Watermelon Kombucha. Ooh. According to the bottle, remember that summer fling you never wanted to end? Pepperidge Farm remembers. No. This is better than that. Wow. Watermelon plus kombucha forever and if you have questions you can call health aid at the number that you have on the bottle 1-844-FERMENT so freed right off the bat i'm loving the design concept of this great bottle. bottle great bottle we have health aid i believe health aid is at the top of our current rankings number this one is, yeah this is our second ever health aid it's time to see if the bark matches the bite in a flavor other than lemon ginger yeah this is something that's a little bit foreign for me in a kombucha i have never had a watermelon flavored kombucha um you know me i usually stick to the simple stuff usually stick to the ginger um usually stick to the lemon flavors i will say that watermelon as a fruit is arguably one of the most underrated fruits that is out there. It's good fruit. I mean, it's versatile. You can grill it. You can chill it. That's the first thing. You can grill it? I guess so. It's kind of like if you bite into just a nice piece of watermelon, especially a slice where you still have the rind on the outside, that is a delicious summer snack. You know where I think watermelon gets their name kind of slandered a little bit? 
is when they get eaten inside of a fruit salad. Because the thing uh, about a watermelon is that it's so porous is that it's going to absorb the other flavors around it. So you're going to get a little grape. You're going to get a little strawberry. You're going to get a little of that gross honeydew melon in your... I don't like honeydew. I don't like cantaloupe. Those are the only fruits I don't like. Okay, you Pick I, around them. I like a, a honeydew and a cantaloupe separately, but inside of the fruit salad... It's it's not good. It's they're the last two. They're the last two. And watermelon is like, you know, third to last. You're right. You go for the berries, you go for the grape. Exactly. You go for the berries, you go for the grape. And that's why I think that the watermelon gets criminally underrated. But I think what what Health Aid has done here has really done a nice little rebrand for the watermelon. We have a bright design. It's a dark red. You see the black seeds that are scattered in there. That's a cute little homage to the watermelon seeds. And then the bottom of the label has that darker green where it has the label. So it gives you that rind. It looks like a watermelon slice, which is making me really excited about this, to be honest. And also the fact that there is a skateboarding watermelon slice on the side where it says, follow your gut, right next to that whole summer fling thing. Summer fling. Wait, Freed, have you ever had a summer fling you never wanted to end? Summer fling. Most of my flings were during college, not during the summer. Well, I guess Miami was just a perpetual summer. I guess, I, yeah, the entire, my entire college career at the University of Miami was a summer fling. What do you say we start digging into this thing? Let's do it. Invert. Let's start it off with our sniff test, shall we? Sniff test. All right, Fred, let's one, start off. And a two, and a one, two, three. It, honestly, it kind of smells like one of those rank watermelon pieces that are at the bottom of a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> Been fermenting in the fruit salad for days. Yep, it kind of smells like that. that. Maybe that's just the smell. All right, let's see what it tastes like. Drink up. Glug, 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 glug. Tart. Very tart. It definitely hits on the, the tart side, not the sweet side. I'm not disliking this, but my favorite watermelon is a nice, sweet, juicy watermelon. This is tasting like not that. It tastes like a watermelon warhead. Much like a warhead, the initial taste is a little shocking. It's a little strong. It's a little sharp. But then as you keep going, yeah, but as you keep going, it kind of mellows out and you get the little sweet. I I like it. Yeah. I, I like sour. It's a, it's, it it is unexpected. It's a, it gives you a little pucker, but I definitely am wanting to come back for more. Now, you know what we're drinking folks. It's time to transition. Tell you a little bit about what we're thinking. What we're thinking. All right, Freed, hit me. Tell me what you've got as your current college football playoff ranking. My top four remain unchanged from last week. I've still got Bama, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, and Clemson in my top four. I, last week, I moved Coastal Carolina all the way up to number five. They won against Troy, but they took it into the last minute in order to score and win that game. And Troy's an okay team, but the five and five team in the Sun Belt, that's not going to do it for me. You need to blow out all your opponents. So Coastal Carolina is dropping out of my top six. Mm -hmm. I still want to see them in a big game, but they blew it 
to me, their chance. I've been a downer on Ohio State all season. I don't think they deserve to be there, and I still don't think they fully deserve to be in, but they're going to crack my top six this week only because I'm running out of teams who I do feel deserve to be there. I'll put A&M at number five and Ohio State at number six. I have had some minor changes in my top four. I am leaving my top spot unchanged. Still going to be Bama. They're looking pretty dominant. Number two, I still have Clemson right at the top of the list there. It's an Alabama and Clemson league so far. But what I am doing is playing a little hopscotch with the three and four spot. I will be moving up Notre Dame to the third spot, and I will be moving Ohio State down to the fourth spot. I'm giving Notre Dame that bump up because of the fact that they handled North Carolina the fact that North Carolina utterly embarrassed the University of Miami, 62 to 26, lest we ever forget, arguably one of the top five most embarrassing losses in program history. The fact that they handled North Carolina pretty easily, even though it was on their home turf. Hey, Miami had a shot to beat North Carolina on their home turf. And uh, what was the score again? Oh, yeah, 62 to 26. So Notre Dame actually earned by respect this weekend after seeing Miami utterly embarrass themselves and Ohio state. I mean, I hate Ohio state too, if I'm being honest, but I just got to bump them down to the four spot. I still respect and fear Ohio state. I will be keeping Texas A&M in my fifth spot, even though they didn't play anybody. Um, we have to have, we have to have Florida drop out. Jeez, I don't even freaking know who. I don't even know who I want to put in my six. I mean, you got some undefeated teams out there. Uh, you know what? You know what, Freed? My bias is showing. You know who comes in at number six? North Carolina. Oh, God. They're a top six team sniffing. Just let Sam Howell and the Tarios. I am, if you can't beat them, join them, Freed. I'm all aboard this UNC train, baby. Oh, God. Okay. How about we uh, recap the week of the booch bet from last week? We had some exciting games. I'd like to start with the sediment pick, Alex. What do you get when you take Miami's 2015 Halloween return against the Duke and add it to Stanford and on the field? What does that equal? Ball State, Western Michigan? Yeah. And (laughs) that was the sediment pick for last week, a game of the century. I was, I felt like I was not paying attention to that game. Ball State was the one who returned that. No, no, who was that? It was Western Michigan, wasn't it? It, yeah, it didn't count. Okay, yeah. So, walk me back because I tweeted something from the Boochball account because I just, it was after Miami had embarrassed themselves on national television. I saw that Wisconsin got blown out by Iowa and I was just scrolling aimlessly on Twitter and I saw Western Michigan returning band on the field style, returning a touchdown to win against ball state. The other you were team. like, Oh shit, my hair. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely going to shave my head if they had lost. Yeah. So just give me a quick recap. What the fuck happened? Western Michigan had that insane return, 15 laterals, like a minute off the clock sidelines on the field. Turns out one of the laterals was forward so offsetting penalties and they reset the play wow. and they didn't win. 
that's that's so sad. What I mean, that that play was like the return on steroids with the entire sideline on the field. I mean, a ball state defender had the guy wrapped up at midfield and he was like, wait, can I tackle him or am I going to go? And then he just let him go. It happens so many times. I was just like, just tackle him. Take the ball away. Some of the players who were clearly on the sidelines, like not part of the play, were out there like, wait, should I tackle him? No, I'm just going to let him go. What if they did? I mean... I don't know. I Freed, here's I my know. question. What if a player, let's say it's the national championship game and a team is winning by a touchdown and time is expiring and someone is running back a kickoff or some kind of punt for a touchdown and a coach comes off from the sidelines and just decks a player yeah. at the 10-yard you know line. I the same exact thought in the shower last night. What happens? Of, I don't know. I would have to imagine that they could go into video replay and say, okay, this was going to be a touchdown. It's going to be a touchdown. And this guy is expelled for life. <laughs> but I don't know. That must have happened at some point, at some level, before that rule was in place. And it probably would have been a 15-yard penalty because that's – but seeing that just makes me that's happy. That's some – that's, oh, that's, that, that's the kind of shit that like Bill Belichick would pull. He would see – he'd be like, there's technically nothing in the NFL rulebook that says that I can't have my special teams assistant coordinator come on and tackle. Right, right. <laughs> and then the NFL is like, technically, no, there's no rule that. that dogs can't play basketball. It just makes me happy that um, Miami's return wasn't overturned because when that review was going on, we all thought that was going to happen. Yeah, that knee was dangerously close to being down. I should have uh, brought in a guest appearance for my Uber Eats driver. <laughs> Man, maybe he was a NCAA rules expert and he could have told us the repercussions like of having... He could have been a former football player. I wouldn't mess with that guy. All right. Well, good. I'm glad that was a... Well, he executed the handoff pretty flawlessly, it seemed like. Maybe he's a former QB. No fumble on the exchange. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. Yeah, move move us along. Wisconsin did not look good against Iowa. That one, you know, I felt good after after that happened. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you, you picked Iowa to win it. I had also picked Iowa on my sheet. And then after you picked Iowa, I wanted to be controversial and I went with Wisconsin and I have decided I will never do that ever again. You're going first tonight, Alex. Uh, Yeah, I'm yeah, I will be going first with all my picks today. We also had a couple of cancellations, though. We did Oregon, Washington. Speaking of Oregon, Washington, we'll get to this later. But USC is now playing Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. How about that? So they, so Oregon instead of Washington, yes, does, because Washington still has COVID issues apparently, and they can't oh, play wow. this weekend. What a clusterfuck this whole season has been. Right, staying in the Pac-12 but moving south to the battle for Southern California. USC overcame an 18-point deficit to bring Freed to his knees on Saturday. Yeah, baby. That would have had me at 3-0. and I turned that game off when they were up 18, figured we could just watch Elf and be happy. 
but all for naught. Fight on, baby. Fight on in honor of my ex-girlfriend. Woo! Summer flings. They never last. <laughs> what ended up happening was that we we tied each other, right? We went one and one. Or what was two that and- what happened? We both we went both two and one. The sediment pick, so we both went two and one. That's right. We both went two and one. And then since you had taken the over unsuspectingly in the Miami game. Yeah, you secured the bag with that over selection, which means I have lost, I believe, the fourth straight booch bet in a row. Yep. Yeah, you know, you never want to win one on a tie, especially when the tie involved the score of that Miami Canes game. But you picked Miami to win by eight, and I picked them to win by seven, and I hit the over. So it's going to be hard to convince me that I lost that one. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm going to give it to you. All right, Freed, how much do I owe you? I bought this booch at Whole Foods, but it was 25% off. Let's call it $3. (laughs) I can do that. All right, Freed, we've told them what we're thinking. It's now time to quickly check in on the Bucha Barometer. Bucha Barometer. All right, Freed, we're about halfway through this health aid kombucha, and honestly, I don't know what to think of it at this point i think i like it it's uh it's definitely tart it i'm sticking with the watermelon warhead Mm -hmm. little ww uh that's the biggest comp i have for this it's it's sweet but it's way tarter than it is sweet it's like a sour candy and i kind of like it all right, Freed, that was a quick dive into the Booch Barometer. We've told them what we're drinking, the Health Aid Watermelon Kombucha. We've told them what we're thinking about college football and other fruity things. It's now time to transition to the third and final segment of our show, Who We're Picking. Who We're Picking. Freed, who do we have lined up for the weekend that will be? We've got a slate of all slates, 10 conferences, two days, 10 games. We're going to pick them all right now for championship weekend. Oh, man. Championship weekend to declare the winner of booch ball, though. I think at this point you've probably, you know what? We still got bowl season. I still got some time to catch up with you. We got plenty of time. Your boy's riding (laughs) a hot streak, but we'll see what happens. Alex, you're up first tonight. Alrighty, that's fine with me. That's uh, I, I usually do badly when I go second. So, all right, well, I'll I'll drive the bus. Let's head back to the Great Mid American Conference for another date with my boy Bonzi Wells and Ball State, who are taking on the Buffalo Bulls, mm-hmm. not the Bills, the Buffalo Bulls. Got it. In the Motor City of Detroit, who are you picking? Freed, I know you're a big Bonzi Wells guy but it's got to be Buffalo for me. Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bulls. Either way, the team from Buffalo is winning their division this season, and this weekend it's just going to happen to be the Buffalo Bulls. I second that. Buffalo is going to have an undefeated season in a shortened MAC campaign. Moving out west, we've got a surprise in the Pac-12 championship game. It's not Washington. They're still shut down for COVID. We've got Oregon going down to Los Angeles to face the USC Trojans who broke my heart this weekend. Who are you picking, Alex? Freed, 
They broke your heart this weekend and they broke my heart 10 years ago. If you can't beat them, you join them. That's why I've got the USC Trojans once again. I ain't joining shit. They pulled it out of their asses last week. They're not going undefeated. Fuck it. I'm going to duck it. <laughs> All righty. I like it. Let's head back to the group of five for another sediment pick featuring a team that the Canes opened the season against. We've got the Marshall Thundering Herd against the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Now, Freed, you might be imagining dragons, but for this weekend, I'm imagining a thundering herd. Matthew McConaughey's got them. It's Marshall to the ship, baby. Amazing. <laughs> well, time for us to differ once again. Mm. Marshall lost 20 zip to rice in their last regular season game of the year. That to me is a game that you don't recover from. That to me is shades of Miami 2017. That is eyewash covering up mediocrity. (laughs) They're going to be favored against UAB next weekend, but the Blazers have, are they the Blazers? Sure. Probably. Yeah. Okay. The Blazers, if they are the Blazers, if they're not the Blazers, the Blazers are a decent defense. And I don't think Marshall is going to recover. I don't think Marshall's scoring 20 points. I think UAB is going to take Conference USA. You thundering heard it here first, folks. Do it for America. (laughs) All right. Back to the big boys. In the Big Ten, Northwestern and Ohio State. This game is in Indianapolis. Ohio State is favored by 20 points. Alex, who are you picking? Freed, 20 points is not enough. Ohio State is going to wipe the floor with the Northwestern nerds. I propose this because Ohio State, you're right, they're going to win. Our tiebreaker for the week is this game. Northwestern will cover. It's going to be closer than you think. All right. Bring it on. I'll take it. It's on. Big 12 time down to the big conference with 10 teams from the big conference with 12 teams. Now we go to the big 12 who has 10 teams. Who to thunk it? Oklahoma versus top 10 to loss. Iowa state. Get the fuck out of here. Committee. Freed. I just can't pick against Oklahoma. I want to root for him, and I'm going to root for him. Boomer Sooner, Oklahoma's got this. Boomer Sooner, put it in your schooner. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to win. <laughs> My mom I would is a say, boomer. You know, Iowa State's a decent team. Oklahoma started slow. They were breaking in Spencer Rattler. Once he got rolling, we're seeing the real Oklahoma, the one that we've become accustomed to. I actually don't think this is going to be a close game. It's really tough to beat a good team twice in the same season. I got Oklahoma. Revenge game. Shake, rattle, and roll, baby. You are on it tonight, baby. (laughs) These are all off the dome, too. (laughs) <laughs> Alex, your favorite team. Ooh. We got Louisiana Lafayette heading down to the teal turf of Conway, South Carolina to face off with undefeated Coastal. Who are you picking? Oh, man. Freed, this is one I have not made my mind up. But because you compared me to that scrappy running back for the Chanticleers last week, 
They're my new favorite team. And you know what happens to my favorite teams? They lose, Freed. They lose. <laughs> That's why I'm going with Louisiana to ruin the Cinderella story and put Coastal back in their little place. Damn, this was one I thought I was going to get you on. I thought I was going to pick up one on this game. I already bet against Bonzi. Now I'm betting against their running back. <laughs> I also like Louisiana. This was a real close game early in the season when these two faced off. Louisiana beat Iowa State by two touchdowns. Louisiana has one loss this season. It's against Coastal. As I said earlier in the show, it's tough to beat a good team twice in the same year. And Coastal struggled with Troy last week. It seems that... After that big BYU win, they are not trending in the right direction. You like to go with the teams that are starting to play well when it matters. I got ULL. All right, baby. Excuse me, ULL fans. Louisiana. The raging Cajuns. To the ACC, our home conference, I guess, on Booch Ball. We got Clemson, Notre Dame. I know who you're picking, but tell me emphatically. You know what, Freed? Is Notre Dame even allowed to play in the ACC championship game if they're not technically in the ACC? Damn COVID. Um, seems a little suspicious, committee, much like a lot of other shit going on. But you know what? It's Trevor Lawrence. He's the best quarterback in the country, arguably the best player in the country besides the running back for the Carolina Chanticleers. Clemson's going to win this one. I think Notre Dame's going to put up a fight. I am less of a Notre Dame hater than I was at earlier on in the season, but playing this game in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a joke that it's played there every year. I went to see Miami versus Clemson a couple of years back, and it was a Clemson home game through and through. And Clemson, I mean, come on, Tigers all the way. You know, Vegas has Clemson as a 10-point favorite. That's disrespectful. Clemson's going to be looking forward to the playoffs in this game. I don't know. I don't think they can overlook Notre Dame here. You're right that it's in Clemson territory, but Notre Dame fans travel like no other. In this game, don't be surprised, but I see Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Tigers. Let's go back out west. My hometown team, Boise State. Versus undefeated San Jose State in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Who are you picking? Freed, my head's telling me to pick Boise State. But my gut's telling me San Jose State. They're going to keep the dream alive, baby. Go Spartans. Follow your gut. You know, Booch is friendly in California. Not so much in Idaho, but I can't pick against them. They did me dirty once against BYU early in the season. Boise State will be back, and they are the owners, the fathers, the pimps, the masters of the Mountain West. They will prevail. <laughs> All righty. The Mountaineers. All right. Mountain SEC West. showdown. We thought that the ACC championship game had a mismatch with a 10-point spread in the SEC We've got Bama favored by 16 against our friends or not so much from Gainesville. Who are you picking? Freed, the house always wins. Bama. Yeah, no brainer. I mean, Florida got screwed against LSU. Some real bad luck. Some real, really absurd interceptions that just 
I mean, did you see that one interception with the three deflections? And I mean, so much had to go wrong for Florida to lose that game so much. And still, despite all that, they were in great position until the shoe chuck. That being said, Alabama really is on another level this year. Clemson might be able to put up a fight. Ohio State might be able to put up a fight. Of course, Cincinnati might be able to put up a fight. But Florida, no, sir. Bama all the way. Roll damn tab. Roll tab, baby. For our 10th and final game, probably the most fun conference to watch this year. Let's be real. It's the American, the AAC. We've got two ranked teams in Tulsa versus Cincinnati. A little bit more disrespect. This just shows how good Vegas knows Cincinnati is. They're favored by 15 against Tulsa. This is essentially, not even essentially, this is a home game for Cincinnati. It's being played at their home stadium. Who are you picking? Well, Freed, I think the Bearcats are going to take a golden shower on the Golden Hurricanes of Tulsa. I got Cincy with this one. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Cincinnati's been having some COVID issues. They might be looking forward knowing that they have to absolutely decimate Tulsa in order to get a chance into the playoffs. They still need some luck. They're on the outside looking in, but you're saying there's a chance, you know, things could go wrong. Teams could have COVID. Cincinnati could sneak in. I don't think that they're going to miss that opportunity. I think this is going to be a close game. I do Tulsa covers, but Cincinnati wins. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. The full championship slate of games on who we're picking. No sediment pick this week. We've got a championship slate. But how about you and I go ahead and finish off the dregs of this here health aid watermelon kombucha? Let's get after it, playa. Cheers. Scoby doby do. Damn, I had a lot of liquid left. <laughs> That went down smooth, I have to say. The more I kept drinking, the more the more I actually liked that. Ooh, big yikes. High on the tartness level for sure. I really <laughs> wish I could have savored that a little bit more because I liked it, but ooh, big sips are tart. Well, it's time for us to check once more back at the Bucha Barometer. Bucha Barometer. Now we're at the final dregs of our kombucha. Freed, what is your final report card here on the watermelon kombucha from HealthAid? Watermelon Warhead, baby. It's sour. It's sweet, but it's way more sour. Small sips are nice. Big sips are tart. If you're in the mood for that, if you're into that, this is your thing. It's good. I liked it. I want more of it but I also don't want any more of it. If that makes any sense. I'm going to say that I like this. I, I, I definitely like this, but I might save it for next summer. I'm going to go 7.1. 7.1. It's a decent score. I liked it. Freed. I liked this as well. I didn't love it. It's not in the upper echelon for me, but I thought that this was really, Nice. And that's why I gave it a 6.9 out of 10. You're very punny. Has anyone ever told you that? (laughs) So a 6.9 plus a 7.1 ETF 5. I think that's a pretty easy calculation. What did you get as the average there? Can not compute whole numbers. (laughs) 
ETF five bot is broken, but I can handle this one, Alex. Seven it. flat. Seven flat. All righty. We were very much. Uh, that was probably the closest point differential for you and I, right? You were pretty locked in there, but we we generally are pretty locked in on our our reviews. I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we must except for the multi green, except for the spirulina. That's where we differ. Yeah, the spirulina, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> All right, Freed. So with a seven, how does that, how does the health aid kombucha watermelon climb up the leaderboard? Just barely below GT's 25th anniversary sacred life from last week, mm-hmm. which we had at a 7.05. We're talking a 20th of a point right there. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I'm happy with that. I, I, I enjoyed the 25th anniversary. I think I, I would take the watermelon over it. Uh, honestly, I loved the, I, this was my favorite label design so far. It, it is a great label. I honestly, I regret not giving it another little bump just for the label, but <laughs> the sacred life is gorgeous itself. I'm really happy with those two being right next to each other because they're they have a very similar place in my heart they were both pretty damn good but at the same time they're not a staple it's not something you can drink every single day love the labels love the look of both of them i'm real happy with them sitting at the third and fourth place they're both making the playoffs this year there you go there you go all right freed well this was a nice little cathartic episode today. We got to process our embarrassing loss from over the weekend, but I think we kept it pretty civil. We have clear eyes, full hearts, full stomachs, full of booch, and we're looking forward to a championship weekend. And hopefully I'll be able to get one of these booch bets off you finally and break the streak. Nine million new roommates can't lose. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of our Bucci and Butcher loyal listeners for checking us out once again. Freed, tell them where everyone can follow us. Twitter at Boochball, Instagram at Boochball, boochball.buzzsprout.com. Listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on Apple, wherever you want, but you already found us. So now just retweet us or something. Tell me you're listening. Please do it for us. We love (laughs) you guys. Please, Boochies, please, Boochers. We love you all. And as always, stay cultured. Peace.